0: Welcome to Rush Hockey Talk, brought to you by Rush Hockey. Trusted guidance, unrivaled success. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Kitorji, and this is our podcast series. This is definitely the place to be if you want to learn how to pave your way to the world of youth hockey. So get ready, because you're going to hear some amazing interviews with premier personalities, coaches, scouts, players, celebrities. We got them all. Rush Hockey for over 25 years, experts in evaluation, over 10,000 alumni. It's unmatched. It's Rush Hockey Talk, and it's here.
1: Hi there, welcome to Rush Hockey Talk. I'm Mandy Gosling. I'm guest hosting today. I'm here with Kelly Katorji. We're going to have a chat about hockey.
0: You know, and it's great having you, Mandy. Thanks, Kelly. You're very welcome. And the great thing about Rush Hockey this summer is it's all about girls. And what better to have an amazing, beautiful girl here to help us through <laughs> the interview process. So thanks so much for being my guest host. today.
1: Well, I'm happy to be here. I uh, I have learned a lot about hockey as of late, but I have some questions.
0: As most parents do, without a doubt.
1: Yes. So I thought that I would ask you some of those today, maybe to help the parents out there who are listening. And uh One of the things that you did recently is that two weekends ago was the Rush Showcase. Correct. And maybe you could tell me a bit about what the main goal of the showcase is. How did that go? Were you happy with it?
0: Sure. We actually get that question a lot from parents especially. And the Rush Hockey event, which is now pushing 25 years, is an event essentially for players to come A, to compete. We want parents to be able to display their competitive level. B, we hope that it is fun. An event like this that is in the off-season, the primary goal actually should be for kids to have fun. And C, we also hope that any player that attends our event, whether it's a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, a a 16-year-old, can use it to self-evaluate. That's an important thing important piece of information that a lot of kids actually don't know. How good actually am I when it comes to my peer group? And we hope that when we put this tournament together, and we've been very lucky, it is year 25, so we're still going strong, that we're able to provide parents that type of feedback.
1: So what is the age range of the, is it all girls?
0: Correct. So any Rush Hockey event in the summer right now is all females, and we typically have girls from the Adam age group all the way up to the Midget age group.
1: And how many days does this take place over?
0: The interesting part, our our showcase in the summertime, which is our flagship event, we run a whole bunch of events, but our flagship event, which is called the Showcase Weekend, it is very unique. It happens over the course of four days. And what we do is we bring all the parents and players in on day one, just to help them get acclimatized to the environment. It gets a little intimidating, especially for younger girls.
1: How many how many kids can you expect to see there? Like how many people are there?
0: Typically we'll get anywhere from about six hundred to a thousand elite players coming to play this weekend. It's quite amazing. Yeah.
1: That does sound intimidating. It, it's sure. very,
0: it's very and the cool thing about it though is one of the the most interesting pieces of information or feedback we get from players is how much fun they had meeting kids from other parts of North America. It's pretty cool when you hear a Toronto girl talk about how she wants to keep in touch with a California girl or a an Atlantic Canada girl becoming best friends with a Boston, uh, Massachusetts girl. So believe it or not, that's one of the, the, the coolest things about the event is the outreach, and the experience that the players get meeting other people. It really is cool on a different scale because at the same time, one of the values of doing events like this is that players get out of their comfort zone. Throughout the wintertime when you're playing with your team, of course, you're used to your lines, you're used to your teammates, you're spending hours upon hours in arenas, on ice, off ice, in hotels, wherever it is with the same people. When you come to our event, the difference is you're in a room. It's a little scary at times because you're looking around and you're seeing all these eyes and you don't recognize them. That's a pretty a pretty intimidating thing, but it's also a real good learning, uh, ex, excuse me, a real good experience to experience.
1: So tell me this. So how do you then, if you don't come with a team, you come as an individual player, how and what goes into sorting each of those players into the appropriate categories and teams so that they are participating with kids at the same level as them.
0: So the biggest part about our event is that what we try to do is mix and match the teams accordingly based on a variety of things. We want to spread the talent out. Of course it's an open event. So we want to spread the talent out. And when you do that, what it does is it allows everyone to to demonstrate their skill accordingly. For example, if you are possibly the best player, you have to be the best player. If you're not the best player, you got to do whatever it takes to compete with the best player on your team and best players against you. So when we spread out the talent, the benefit is that A, the games are incredibly close. B, everyone with a different Level of play must compete in order to perform to their maximum.
1: So you don't necessarily like stack a team as far as like we put all the best kids on this one team and like the kids that aren't so great on it. You're saying that you will you mix it so that it helps the kids who need to improve in certain ways. They raise their game in because they're playing with other kids who perhaps can they'll learn from.
0: Correct. One of the things that we do is. I have a staff of a few people and we've all been hockey scouts for a long time and we know all the players very well. We know who the best players are, the medium players are, and of course the lower end players. And when we put the event together, even though it's never an exact science, knowing who's the best, knowing who's middle of the pack, knowing who's at the bottom of the, of the scale, we do our best to allocate the kids accordingly. It's the best way to run an event versus, say, putting as many of the better players as you can on one team. That doesn't serve any purpose. What it basically does is allows a team to run uh, ragged over the rest of the pack, and that means that you really can't self-evaluate. And on top of it, we hope that People do show up, which they have historically to evaluate these players. And the best way to evaluate is when you have games are competitive and talent is spread out. You can see who the better ones are, and you can and, and you can see them compete. You can see that they are competing, and at the same time, the ones who need to step up their play, they're starting to be able to self-evaluate.
1: So, this past tournament, tell me this: Can you give me an example of a kid, you know, who? who you saw really grow over the course of four days based on the team that you, that you guys put her in
0: off the top of my head. I can't, but what I can say is this, when the tournament is over, I get bombarded with emails from parents and the best emails that I get. And I'll probably get anywhere from two to 300 of them. The best email that I get. And the one that is actually the most consistent is something like this. It'll say, Kelly, thank you for the weekend. My daughter learned so much about the level of play that's needed for her to compete with great players. In fact, what my daughter has said to me is, oh my God, mom, what type of level am I going to need to be a college hockey player? And that's a really important thing because most players, whether they're boys or girls, actually don't understand the level of play that is needed to, or or that you need to reach to play at the next level. For girls, the next level uh, is age group specific. So, you know, bantam to midget, midget to junior, as they call it. Um, in boys, it could be a minor midget to the Ontario Hockey League or tier two junior A hockey to college hockey. So, even though off the top of my head, I don't know a specific player, I can tell you from the testimonials I get, there's uh, parents are starting to see um, that their feedback their own child is giving is holy crap, mom. I need to improve here. That's pretty cool.
1: That's Yeah, because like you said, self-awareness is one of your main goals that these kids will develop. It's a greater skill for self-awareness. And so when they see themselves relative to better players, then you know that that's working, that you're achieving that.
0: Yes, self-awareness is really important because you don't want to be caught off guard without a doubt. You want to know what level of play you're at, the reason, so you can fix it. If you don't know where you stand, then you have no idea what to do to get better. And you have no way to measure your success. And so we hope that when we run this tournament, that players and parents get an idea of where they fit. Interestingly, there are a lot of parents who don't evaluate properly. And so part of the reason is there's a whole bunch of them. Okay. I mean, I can get funny and tell you that there's some kooky parents, I I can get serious and tell you that there are parents who really are trying hard to let their child just play. If you don't know where your child fits, don't hesitate to call and ask us because we'll be able to tell you specifically where your child may fit. Now, again, it's never an exact science, whether it's the National Hockey League, boys hockey, girls hockey, drafts, whatever the case may be. Scouting is inconsistent. We make mistakes all the time, and parents, if you're not professional at this at this type of thing, you're going to make, make mistakes too.
1: So, what? Tell me. Can you tell me this? Um, what's a typical? So, day one. You told me a little bit about day one. Everybody's there. The meets in a big room. What is it? What is what happens over the next like day two, day three? What's sure. a typical day? Is there are there, are there like uh, skills classes? Are they are they Are they all, are they constantly playing a game against each other? Like what, what, what's the day look like?
0: So our event is very unique and what makes it unique is it's not just gameplay. So what we want to do is educate you as much as we can. So for example, we may on day one practice with players. And again, it's not developmental to, to the utmost. What, what it is, is, is it's comfort trying to get people comfortable with each other. But surrounding the event, we will do as much information, as many information sessions as we can to help educate you. So whether it's a sports psychologist helping with goal setting, whether it's someone who has a professional uh, skill at fitness testing, whether it's um, about collegiate hockey, the differences between an Ivy League school, a scholarship school, a Division Three school, a Canadian school. We put on as many skills clinics slash information sessions as we can. For example, this year, we actually had a professional skating instructor come, and what he did was evaluate the players, as many players as we could uh, in the time that was allocated, to look at their skating and try to give parents feedback as to things that they could fix. So surrounding the event, it's it's not just gameplay. It's as much information and skills work as we can. One of the things we did this year, actually, which was brand new, is we implemented something called brain mapping, and it's quite uh, an astounding science. But what it allows people to see is where their brain is is not functioning properly, and and, and provide uh, certain certain. Uh, uh, feedback as to how to improve that now I'm not doing it justice in my explanation of it but it is quite fascinating so every year we try to add new things so that parents leave and they go holy smoke I can't believe all that stuff we did
1: right you're trying to stay at the top of the game as far as sure. like things that are offered things that are being offered I suppose to other tournaments as well like what would you say sets your tournament or like a, apart from others?
0: I think the difference is, and listen, there's a lot of great tournaments out there. Uh, In the end, parents need to recognize that you really don't have to do anything. You do something if there's value to you. And the value that I want to give you is I want to educate you, I want you to have a good time, and I want you to play as much as you can in a weekend. I used to do all kinds of events in the summertime, and I used to have parents constantly say they want to do everything. I want to be at every, every, every one of them. And My answer to them is always, well, you don't need to do that. Just pick and choose. Base it on the value you're getting out of it. Is it the education? Is it the skill work? Is it the camaraderie? That's how we put things together. And it takes a lot of time. A lot of people actually believe, it's, it's kind of funny, I will have people who will come up to me and say, wow, I mean, this is incredible. You know, I, it just seems like it's running... Like, uh, it's smooth sailing and, you know, they don't realize that we're kind of like ducks. You know, if you look at a duck and he's floating on the water, the duck is enjoying the sun and, and, you know, the, the water's calm and, and the, and the day's wonderful sun, a centenning duck, but underneath the water, the
1: feet are moving really fast <laughs> without a doubt.
0: <laughs> and right. so at an event like that, it's very high pressure. It's very high paced. There's an incredible amount of due diligence and work that needs to be done before it can even be executed. So we hope that we do the work so that when parents leave, they go, wow, that was an experience. And that's what we want. We want to set ourselves um, apart from other events because ours is is an experience. It's education. It's gameplay. It's great players. And it's fun.
1: It sounds too like it's not just the, it sounds like there's a lot required, not required, maybe that's the wrong word, but as far as. The parents have just as big a role to play in this weekend as their kids do. Like everybody is is necessary in participating.
0: The best thing parents can do when it comes to an event like this, and I send out an email every year to all the participants, and the email is sort of titled, How to How to Behave at an Event Like This. For players, it's what do you need to do to prepare and perform. And for parents, is essentially... How do I support my child? Well, from a player standpoint, it's simple. You just come and play and do whatever you can to help your team win. And if you do that, everything just works out. It doesn't mean that winning is important. It just means do whatever you can, whether it's win a faceoff, block a shot, cover the slot properly, whatever you can do to help your group of 17 teammates do well, whether you win or lose is the key. For parents, it's very simple sit in the stands, watch your child perform physically and exert themselves. It's fascinating to watch and support them, support them in the quest. That's all you really need to do. I get it. You want to help them uh, make a, a better decision when they're on the ice and so on and so forth. But in the end, if you just leave them play, recognize that they're going to win, they're going to lose, they're going to make mistakes. And by the way, parents, Mistakes are good, because when you want to to develop into a better player, you actually got to know what your limitations are, and mistakes are what show your limitations. So just let your kids play and enjoy the weekend. Believe it or not, it makes no difference who your daughter plays with. I get it. Sometimes they may be with a line mate that misses a pass, but it's not going to make or break anything. So, do your best to allow your kids just enjoy the weekend and support them by having a great time. No different than you go on a vacation. What do you do on a vacation let's go to the pool uh let's go on a sightseeing tour It's the same thing, but the difference is you're you're're you're, you're taking it one step further you're getting a chance to enjoy your child and and watch the actual joy they have to perform in such an elite event
1: so for the kids for the girls that are really at the top playing at a really high level and their parents want them to be seen. They're there to get them uh, some exposure. What can they hope for as far as who would might be there to see them play and looking towards the, the, like a future for them, whether it's, you know, uh, probably, I guess, suppose education wise.
0: Sure. Well, historically, so this is again, the, the 25th year we've done this. So we're definitely veterans at this. And, When it comes to an event like this, of course, there are people watching. We never know typically who's watching. In fact, most events usually don't know who's watching. Well, I've been a a full-time scout for years on the boys and the girls side, and no one ever really knew where I was going when I wanted to evaluate players. The general rule is they're just going to come to watch at their own pace, leisure, and based on their schedules. And historically, Division One, Division Three, and Canadian schools attend the event. So, when it comes to evaluation, of course, you're going to get a wide variety of collegiate coaches coming to watch players play.
1: And for this this past year, the, the one that you just did, what would you say um, were? Can you tell me, like, a couple highlights of like the moments that really stuck out to you this year?
0: Well, one of the, believe it or not, the, the, it's kind of funny. I almost call them lowlights because there's, there's so many highlights that um. I can't name. I, ca- I can't list them, but the lowlights are actually kind of amusing. And they're the, pa- they're actually come from parents. And those are the parents that need to be educated or shaped properly. Those are the parents that just literally are panicking. The anxiety level is beyond a level that is imaginable. And I can tell you throughout the weekend, I probably dealt with five to 15 <laughs> in that range. And when I say five to 15, you know, f- the five to 10 would be minor and the 10 to 15 would be major. And when I say minor, major, I mean anxiety levels over the top.
1: Like what's an example, what do they do? Like they're yelling at worried, you?
0: Worried about their, their, their child's performance. Worried that um, a referee made a bad call. Why, why did the player in front of my daughter play two minutes when she only played a minute and 50 seconds? I don't like my daughter's winger. She's not good enough. That sort of stuff, those lowlights are actually important highlights because what I like to do is to get those parents and educate them on the truth about what people see and how it works. Parents need to really understand that it's not about the parent and in the end, let the kids play. It's not, whether they win, whether they lose, whether it's teammate A, teammate B, it's not going to be made, it's not going to make or break your child's future. And and again, I put a little different twist on that because I could go all day long on on kids talking about, you know, a great play. Um, you know, I, I heard so much feedback from kids who, who enjoyed some of the collegiate coaches who were on the benches and so on and so forth. But just an interesting twist on it.
1: Because it's totally natural for a parent to want to advocate for their, for their kid, right? To make sure they're getting the best experience. But what you're saying is, I think what you're trying to say is that when the parents over-involve themselves in that way, they end up distracting from the positive experience that the kid would otherwise have.
0: Yeah, listen, you can never fault a parent for being invested. If you're not invested, you're not parenting. Okay? But what they need to recognize is a lot of times is that they 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 tend to overreact with things that are very minor. I understand why they do it, because throughout the year, typically those minor things to parents are emphasized as being major things. And so it's just an education that you know parents need to slowly. Uh, develop and it's tough to do because they don't get a lot of it during the winter time.
1: What do you find most fulfilling about this specifically this tournament?
0: Well, the best part again is that when it's all said and done, I love seeing the reaction on the players who will come up and say, Oh my God, I never got to play with this many good players before. And, and that feedback is really cool. At the same time, I really enjoy when I see players say to me, You know, the the following year, actually, they'll call me up and say, you know what? I think I'm a better player. And I think some of it I attributed to your weekend. Of course, I'll say to them, it's not all attributed to the weekend. That would be crazy. But if some of it is, it means that they took in feedback on their own. They were able to improve on their own. That's a huge thing because you don't always have people to help you. So if you can figure it out. Wow. I mean, the, the, the potential that that player has is over the top.
1: Well, that's a lot of questions. I feel like I've gotten answered. Yeah. I've gotten (laughs) answered. I feel like I've got some clarity. Um, yeah, this has been informative. Thanks for having me here and letting me uh, pick your brain about, you know, all things hockey related.
0: You're very welcome. And look for more from rush hockey talk soon. We have a lot of interesting guests coming your way and we'll do our best to keep educating you. Don't hesitate to talk to us, call us, and also listen for us on NHL. If you, if you all have, uh, if any of any of you rather have Sirius satellite radio radio, you will hear us on NHL channel 91, typically on the Steve Cooley show and we're happy to answer any questions anytime. Thanks Kelly. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Rush Hockey
1: Talk, the place to be to get informed about youth hockey. Rush Hockey Talk, trusted guidance, unrivaled success.